Hi, welcome into the final hour of our three-hour soiree with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank, and we are coming to you live today from Riverwind Casino, I-35 and Highway 9, riverwindcasino.com. Great supporters of Oklahoma Athletics and of the ref, and we're pumped to be joined by one of those standouts in her first season playing as an Oklahoma Sooner. Peyton Verholst joins us. Uh, has been solid and is ready for what, right, Peyton? This is your first Bedlam as a player coming up on Saturday, right? Yes, this, yes, this is my first one. Let's go. Hey, first of all, um, it's a joy to watch you play. And I, um, there's that great meme with Shaq, and he says, I wasn't familiar with your game. Peyton, I didn't realize how good you were in the post uh, and how you can go in and get a board and you can, if necessary, you can post up for you is that something that's always been a part of your game? Is it something you've developed? Kind of take me through the, the the all facets and the ability of Peyton Verholz to get points in the paint if necessary. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say it has become a lot more of my game since I've come to Oklahoma. Uh, I think when I got here, I definitely had kind of gotten used to my role of you know being a spot-up shooter. And so I think I came with the mindset, you know, I'm going to be a spot-up shooter. And Jenny came and talked to me, and she was like, no, I want you to be like how you played in high school, you know, where you played every position and you could score at will, you know, like score at any time, anywhere. And so I think Jenny really helped build my game inside, and she still has to this day. You say, you know, I can go in there and score, but Jenny would like to see me do it even more. So I think she's <laughs> working on it every day. <laughs> well, so I, it, And where it jumped out to me, so I was with you guys on the trip to Provo. And, yes. I mean, they had, I mean, it, it was like as soon as they got done playing, they had to go pick up their kids in the in the school line. I mean, they had grown women down there that were boxing out and playing defense against <laughs> uh, you. And, and you went down there and you, and you banged and you had success. What has that adjustment been like for you to, or has it been much of an adjustment because it's back to kind of what you normally were doing when you were going, uh, when you were coming out of high school? Oh, it's it's completely different. Like you said, playing in high school is so different than coming and playing at the collegiate level just because everyone was you in high school, you know, like where you could get away with maybe being bigger or more athletic than people where you get into college and, like you said, there's grown women there. There are people that are 23, 24 years old, and if not, like everyone is able to play at that level. So I think a lot of it just has to do with heart and grit, and I think that's a lot of things that Jenny preaches here is just kind of – we get down and we do the dirty work, like you would say, like kind of like the blue-collar work. And so I think that's just the type of style of game Jenny likes to play, and I think that is seen a lot when we are on the court. I, um, you have a no-fear attitude. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've been told that, but it doesn't matter uh, if it's been an off night. You're going to keep firing, but you're going to keep finding ways to help your team. So I know point-wise, the win over Kansas State um, uh, for you – wasn't probably statistically what you wanted but when you go out and you still grab seven boards and you're as involved as you were in setting up your teammates uh four assists what does that say just kind of about where this team is in your mindset to where hey might not be the best shooting night but you're going to find other ways to help this team find a way to win yeah of course i think that everyone on our team has really bought into the idea of we might have four or five different leading scorers throughout the season and even more than that so I think it's just going on the court and stepping up and realizing like yes maybe I'm not shooting the best but there are so many other things that I can provide for this team and ultimately like 
no spot on the court is given. I need to, you know, give my coaches a reason to keep me out there. And I think that's where my mindset was, was I can't be stuck in the fact that I may not be hitting shots tonight, but I know there are three or four other things that I can do to help us win this game. For, from your perspective, uh, Peyton Verholz joins us here on The Ref. Can you take me through what you've seen click for this team? Because I, I don't think I'm breaking any news here. That wasn't the way anyone wanted to end 2023. But then yeah. as soon as that calendar, as soon as the calendar turned, and, and maybe even a little bit before that with the UCF win, it's almost as if this squad has just found a different gear. What have you seen that's really clicked over the last eight to nine games? Yeah, I, I think it's just our chemistry and not only our love for playing basketball, but our love for each other. And I think that's really prevalent when you watch us play. It's just like we love to play and we love to play with each other and for each other and for Jenny and for like every single person that comes with us on every game. I think it's just really important to find the love for the game. And I know Jenny talks about that a lot. It's, it's, it's no fun to go out there, even if you're winning, if you don't love playing. So I think just really focusing on the love we have for the sport. Yeah, you guys, that's one thing I noticed. There doesn't seem to be any clicks, right? It seems as if you guys are uh, one big group. What I mean, is that Coach Bronchek's leadership? Is that just you guys legitimately liking being around each other? Because I've been around some teams where there's schisms, right? And there's a group here, yeah. and there's a group there. But this, this group really seems to be together. Yeah, and that did not come easy because, again, we had so many new pieces coming in this year. Like last year, I think there was a lot of people that had been there for a while, a lot of people that have played with each other, a lot of people that had experience starting or even coming off the bench and playing their certain roles. And I think this year, like someone like Sky, where she came off the bench last year, now she's our leading scorer. I think it's just having people really, you know, step up to their role. And I think that especially after you kind of, what we would say hit a rock bottom, like after our loss to Southern, obviously no one expected that, not us. And so just going from there and being like, well, I mean, <laughs> no one expects anything from us now except for us. So going in with that mindset of not even just like the underdog, but just like, who cares? Let's go play. <laughs> That's a great mindset. <laughs> Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State tomorrow at 4 o'clock. We're chatting with Peyton Verholz. All right, a couple more, and I'll let you get out of here, Peyton. First, you've – um you got to tell me about Skylar Van and what she's like to play with because she just finds a way to get buckets and get boards. It's not always the prettiest-looking shot, um, but when, when called upon, she's there. So Such a unique player, I think, in everything she can do. What's it like to play with, and what's kind of stood out to you about being a teammate of Skylar Van? Yeah, it's so, it's so fun to play with her. I feel like that's the biggest thing, and I'm sure, again, people can see it. She plays with so much passion that – it's like impossible to not have fun playing with her out there. And I think the biggest thing for her is like, she doesn't lower the bar for anybody. Like she has such high standards for everybody in this team. And because of her passion, I feel like it just makes us all the, all the more willing to like step up to that. It's not like she's trying to like drag us with her. She like wants to raise us up to the bar that she's held at. And she's like, everyone needs to play here. I heard her say the other day, um, it was in a and Coach Bronchek, Jenny B was talking about this, that it's not like anyone has to yell at each other or there's not an overly vocal leader in this group because you all you just kind of know what you're supposed to do, right? So, yeah. would you say, Peyton, this is a this is a big group of lead by example players, or do you need someone to step up, maybe even yourself, and be more vocal at times? 
I think that our team does so good at, like, we don't need to have, like, one ultimate voice. I think we do good at, you know, receiving criticism or receiving comments from other people and, like, putting that into our game. Whereas if we had just, like, that one person, I think it would be easy to just kind of have everyone else sit in the back seat and that one person just lead. I think everyone now is kind of willing to take that front seat and take control where if you've had one person and maybe that one person's not having a good game or not having a good night, that it's easy to really crumble from there. But when you have every single person stepping up and willing to take that role, I think it just makes you that much better. Peyton, I don't know how many people are truly familiar with your story. You transferred in at semester last year. Uh, so you didn't get to play, but you got to practice. You got to be around the team. How did that help you? I mean, I'm sure it sucked because I know you wanted to play, <laughs> but how did that yeah. help you to, to be better in 2023, 2024, to be able to sit and kind of learn a little bit about what this team is, what, what this coach is all about and what this is going to look like for you? Did it help? Oh, it helped so much. Not not just, you know, with the basketball part, but I think when I came into Oklahoma, um, one thing that I was lacking a lot was confidence. And so I think being able to just, like, be around the team, be around people like that, you know, our three starters that left last year, T. Rob, Anna, and Maddie, like, they are just such, like, confident players. And I feel like for me, even being around Skylar now and Zaya, our whole team, like, everyone is just raging with confidence. And I feel like that has so much to do with how Jenny coaches us. Like, she doesn't, you know, worry so much about nitpicking at mistakes and stuff, but she just raises the bar so high that, like, you want to reach it, you want to succeed for her. This is, I don't know, about as high of a compliment as I think I can give, Peyton. Like I said, I got to go with you guys. I did the radio for the Provo game. Unfortunately, I was in Manhattan. That's why they haven't brought me back. But (laughs) here's 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 what I want to do more games. I want to be, you guys are fun. You have fun. Even in the game where where we lost in, in Manhattan, this was still a team that I think everyone realized, damn, we left some meat on the bone. Yeah. And I attribute a lot of that to, to Jenny's leadership. So just as a final thought, can you kind of take us through what it's like to play for her, her energy, her passion for the game? It's uh, it's really just it's fun to be around. Yeah. Oh, that's an understatement. <laughs> it's just like there's no better feeling than playing for a coach that believes in you and, like, trust you. Sorry, I'm right by a road if you can't tell. <laughs> no worries. Um, but just having a coach that believes in you even more than you believe in yourself is, like, something that I've never played for in my entire life. And so, like, coming in and obviously, like I said before, lacking that confidence, it didn't take long for her to be like, if you're lacking confidence, you come to me and I'll pour into you. So I think that's just something that's so unique about Jenny is, like, she's never lacking confidence, not only for – you know, herself, obviously, in her coaching, but for every single person that's on this team, like, she believes in us so much. And I think it's just hard to go out there and not have fun because when you have someone like Jenny pouring into you every single second of every game, you can't go out there and not have fun. It's awesome. Peyton, it's been a blast to watch you grow. Uh, good luck this weekend against Oklahoma State, and we'll have to do this again soon. Uh, again yes. soon. You absolutely knocked it out Thank of the park. You so You're the much. best. Have fun. All righty. Thank you. We'll see you. How about that? How about that, Josh? Peyton Verls, by the way. Now, if you are, a, if you're a member of the Plank Platoon, you know that's not her first appearance on the show. We went out last year, and she came. We spent the whole show on a Friday, 
before, I want to say it was the Kansas State game last year. And she came up and sat with us for about 10, 12 minutes, and we had a blast. She's good. Let's go. A natural. I. Yeah, she's one of those people that in like, you know, six, seven years from now, she'll be calling ESPN games. If she I wants. I still say if she wants. She might be playing the WNBA. She's pretty good, man. But I, I liked, you know, she's been, and I think she even said it, she's been kind of inconsistent at times with her shots. Her shot, singular, I guess I should say, just in, in general. But, man, when she gets going, she's, you ever play NBA Jam, Josh? She's on Whenever fire. You were, she's on fire. She can't miss. Okay, that's pick story number one. But when we come back, a little later than normal, let's hit our top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino, as we're hanging out with our friends at Riverwind Casino on a Friday right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the ref. Thanks to Peyton Verholst for hanging out with us. OU is at, well, what am I doing here? We, we can just get right into the top five stories today, right, Josh? I mean, i got to have something to talk about. Uh, oh, and you're bringing us back with some Dexy and the Midnight Runners. All-time greatest one-hit wonder. Guy from Parts Unknown. What a great compliment off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. He writes, she sounds more like Jenny than a college player. Pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think we'll have to do that again more often. She's really good. You think uh, a right. better one-hit wonder than Eiffel 65's uh, Blue Dabadee? Oh, I don't know. That's a good one. Did Eiffel 65's ever tour? <laughs> I don't know it's anything about them much. outside of that. We're going to... We're going to do uh, some of our original stuff. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to go take right, a little walk here. Some of their songs include, uh, it's an Italian Euro dance band, Josh. No idea. How did you even pull Eiffel 66 out of the air today? Oh, believe me, I had to Google that. But anytime I think of one or hit 65, wonders, sorry. I think of oh. that song. Bro. They sold 20 million copies of their records. Because Joke's of, on us. Because oh, of that yeah. one song. <laughs> um, all right, let's get after it. It is time for the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Hey, you know it. I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com, where real gamers go to play as we spend our Friday here with their buddies at Riverwind Casino. It's time for big story number five. Number five. Josh, we got a lot of events to preview this weekend in the Sooner Nation. We start with women's gymnastics, where the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners are back west. They've got what's called a tri-meet tonight at 8 p.m., Arizona State, and the number two team in the country, Cal. This will air on something called Pac-12 Insider. Listen, stop it, Pac-12. Just put it on regular TV somewhere. You're done. It's over. Pretty good run. But quit trying to make us pay for something called Pac-12 Insider to watch the back-to-back national champs on the road. Um, I said, 
whenever KJ after the show, I because we were talking about, um, I think we we're talking about. In my mind, we mentioned something about softball, and it's like, yeah, first road trip. And I turned to her, and to KJ on Tuesday, I'm like, well, are you ready for your first first road trip of the of 24? She goes, first road trip of 24. What are you talking about? We've had one only. I'm like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's just my mind was, like, convoluted at the moment. Her eyes just looked at me. She goes, what are you talking about? Um, the matchup in the desert is their fourth road meet in five weeks. So no wonder she was mad at me, Josh. So I'm sorry, Coach. But that will be tonight at 8 p.m. We'll recap it on Tuesday with Coach. Uh, baseball news. OU Baseball single game tickets for 2024 are on sale now. And single game tickets are available for just $15 and $10 general admission seating. There's also youths ages 18 and under and seniors 55 plus. It's that moment where I realize I'm closer to being a senior than I am to being 40. Anyway, it uh, can be purchased for just Don't think $8. about those kind of things. I mean, come on. Why are you torturing yourself? It gains it. You think we can up that senior age to, like, 60 to make me feel a little bit better right now? I mean, 55. Uh, Soonersports.com slash tickets. Where season tickets start at just $200. Also, uh, the Sooners tennis team returned to Headington Family Tennis Center for the first Friday night lights match of the season. That'll be against Wichita State tonight at 5 o'clock, and then they'll travel to the 918 to take on the Golden Hurricane on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Anything else I'm missing on campus? B.J. Green, OU's track and field sophomore, was named the Big 12 Indoor Athlete of the Week, competed in the men's triple jump where he recorded a personal best to win it. I think that takes care of the non-hoops news, right? I think that's, that's it. Speaking of hoops... Big story number four. Sorry about that. Number Wait for four. it. Number four. They thought the Lakers were doomed whenever both Anthony Davis and LeBron James were out last night when they squared off against the Celtics. Well, apparently they forgot about Hillbilly Kobe. Apparently they forgot about the Oklahoma Sooner legend that is Austin Reeves. Reeves is going to have to either hook or fire. He's going to have to fire it himself right here. No two ways about it. Got it! Drain it! Yes, sir! I still... Josh, how come the Lakers radio network cannot figure out the balance between crowd noise and the play-by-play? It's every single highlight that we play. Does nobody listen to them and inform them of this? Bro, the crowd's too loud. I can't hear the analysts. Or somehow the way that the Fox Studios get in the feed is all out of whack. I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't make much sense, though. But to be anyway, that team in let, that market and sound that bad is that's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know who was great last night? Austin Reeves. In Boston, 32 points. The Lakers beat the Celtics 114-105. Reeves was 7 of 10 from beyond the three-point line. I know we don't care about the Lakers too terribly much here, but when it's Austin Reeves, by gosh, we got to talk about it. So, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis, no problem. The Lakers were a 15-and-a-half-point underdog last night, Josh. 
and they won. Thunder are back in action tonight against the Hornets, who might just be the worst team in the NBA. That's at 7 o'clock inside Paycom Center. Speaking of big-time favorites, Thunder 15.5-point favorites. Uh, I'm still laughing about how mad people were at the bench whenever the Hornets were down like 30 the other night, and they cut to the bench. And which which ball is in? Is it Lamelo that's at, in Charlotte? And they're over there laughing. Oh, everyone was triggered by that. 2-0 match, uh, matchups this weekend. Hornets tonight, and then on Sunday at 6 o'clock, OKC squares off against the Raptors. And uh, Stephen Adams got traded to the Houston Rockets yesterday. On this pace, Josh, he will have played for every single team in the Western Conference. Unreal. Indeed. LaMelo Ball, uh, who, by the way, is averaging just a, a tick under 24. Not bad. Not bad. All right. A lot to get to here in big story number three. Number three. Did you uh, did you happen to watch the skills competition last night? You see Baker cooking. I, no, I didn't watch the skills competition. Oh. But uh, well, I mean, listen, I don't blame you. It's terrible, but it's always fun anytime you see Baker get to go out and do his thing. Uh, of course, he's a pro bowler. He's on the same team with C.D. Lamb, so that's always awesome. Um, and. He and Amon Ross St. Brown did their little dance after he won the skills competition. He was talking trash while, you know, he kept hitting the small, the small points dummy that was, and they're like, hey, dude, come on. And so then he just starts throwing bombs. It was fantastic, man. Uh, and then afterwards, Baker was asked about his future because, again, he is a free agent this season. Here's what he said about Tampa. Okay, you can't hear that. He said, I love Tampa. I love everything about it. Clear so hoping day. that he's going <laughs> to. Boy, that was. I'm just killing it with some great audio here on the program today. How about I try this again? Here's Baker Mayfield talking about his future in Tampa with Cameron Wolf from the NFL Network after the skills competition last night. Oh, man. This is just. This is awesome being here around everybody, to be honest with you. Um, it was a fun year. We had a great group, and it. We just enjoyed it. So to be able to cap it off here with Tristan as well. So uh, wish we had more guys, but we're, we're going to enjoy it for them. Absolutely. The way you guys perform, winning the division, winning a playoff game, I'm sure that adds for next year. And speaking of next year, obviously, you sure you heard the questions before. You head into free agency. What do you anticipate your landing spot being in 2024? It all just kind of depends. Obviously, Tampa's, we're going through a little bit of a OC search right now. So it'll start there um they were the first ones that gave me a chance and i'm um, thankful for them and so we'll see but taking it one day at a time obviously you've earned a lot you know more than you may have got previously and free agency plays out its part i'm curious where are you guys currently have you started negotiations um me specifically absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> been, more, been more on the golf course than that. Uh, no, my agent and them, I think they engaged a little bit, but obviously when Canales left, and, and happy for him as well, getting a head coaching job, he deserves that. But when they started the OC search, I think they know that we, we got to know who's going to be calling plays before anything's done. Pretty well, good. We do know, we do know who's calling plays for the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Helmer, Cliff Kingsbury. And, I mean... 
those two have a little bit of a history with each other. I guess they also made up. So I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I think Baker would be kind of cool in Vegas. He uh, literally. He would look good in silver and black. Absolutely. I, I would cry. I would cry tears of joy. If he or Kyler ends up, and I would be the happiest person on the planet if Baker Mayfield. Nothing would bring me down, Josh. If you believe nothing. that the Raiders are sort of the the bad boys at times, then he, yeah, I think right. could adopt a little bit of that Come persona. On. Come on. Though I do think that they brought uh, in Cliff Kingsbury because they're going to go get Justin Fields. A couple of other NFL notes here. Uh, let me see. What was good? Patrick Mahomes. You you realize we've got the Super Bowl coming up now. I don't know if you're aware of this, Josh. A week from Sunday, Kansas they call City. it a rematch. Call it a rematch. Kansas City and San Francisco and a potential repeat. Patrick Mahomes talked about the challenge of trying to repeat. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. The last time we tried to go back-to-back, we won, like, I think we were, like, 14-1 and going into the last week, got the rest, lost that game, and then kind of rolled through the playoffs. And it's never easy, but, I mean, we played well, and it was kind of like, oh, we're just going to do it again. We're going to do it. We're going to go out there and play again. And we, we, got, we got our butt kicked. Um, and so this year it's been completely opposite. It's been, a, it's been a struggle throughout the season, and we've had to continue to get better and better. And that's what I've always preached. But I think the, some of the losses kind of forced us to, like, we have to continue to get better. And I think now it's just not being satisfied with getting there. I mean, it's, this is a great football team that we're going up against. This will take our best football. It's kind of like it's taken the last three weeks that we've played. And so we have to do whatever we can to prepare ourselves this week of practice and next week of practice to be ready to go. And I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun. But for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense. And we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. And I think that has to be the mindset uh, starting today. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. So, first year AFC Championship game, lost to New England on the bad D Ford offsides call. Yeah, a call, right? Went and won it the next, next year. Ge- went and won it the next year, and was that the Bengals the following year, or did they go no, and the Buccaneers they, beat them? They went and uh, yeah, lost to the Bucks. Okay, and then it was the Bengals the following. Okay, yeah. correct. And, and yeah, coughed it up in twenty one. And then Tyreek was gone, and then you went and won it last year over Philadelphia. Meanwhile, how how long was the Brett Veach affinity, affection, whatever you want to say for Patrick Mahomes? Well, apparently it was pretty deep, according to Alex Smith. I think Patrick had just finished his freshman year at Texas Tech, and I can remember Veach coming in, and he was Brett Veach, who is now, for everybody out there, he is the GM of the Chiefs. He's to, you know huge responsibility for taking Patrick and moving up. He was in love with Patrick after his freshman year. I remember him coming in. We all, it was a great relationship there. He came in the QB room. He's like, you guys got to see this guy. Like, da, da, da. like Cause we would always talk ball, you know, talk college football and different stuff. And he had his eyes on him for a long time. How I'll cool. You, and so did Andy. How cool is that? Josh, after his freshman year at Texas tech freshman year. Yeah. I mean, and look, they're like, look out. Whatever Veach does, and he's done a lot of good things, and who knows, it, it might wind up in a repeat in three and five here, which that's the ultimate credit to team building. Right. But, look, if he did nothing else but found Patrick Mahomes, uh, pretty, well pretty nice job. <laughs> All right, um, big story number two. Number two. You know, we don't talk a lot 
about Thursday night college basketball because there's not, it's not really a great night for hoops. There's always kind of like a random rogue Big Ten or maybe a, maybe a Big 12 women's game every now and then. But last night in the Big Ten, a little bit of history thanks to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Williams to the right side of the floor to mask between the circles. Back cutting is Gary. Layup good. Oh, and then one. And then one. That thing danced above the rim, hit the rim, bounced up three times, rolled down for him, and believe it or not, Nebraska's up by three. Nebraska last night, Josh, was down by as many as 19 points. They trailed by 16 at the half. At the half. Prior to last night, Wisconsin, since 2000, was 120 and 0 when they had a 15 point or more lead at the half. And that is O V E R over. Missed shot by Chucky. And there's the ball game. The Huskers win it. Final score in overtime. Nebraska 80, Wisconsin 72, and another court storming. Storm that court. Just storm that puppy. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Oh, man. And it's missed Nebraska. by Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> That's the second. By the way, Wisconsin, if you haven't been paying attention, Josh, you know this is very good at basketball. Yeah. They were 8-1, and one, number six in the country before that loss last night. That is the second top ten opponent that Nebraska has beaten this year. And uh, now Purdue fans can say, thank you very much, Huskers. <laughs> thank you, Huskers. <laughs> Makes us feel a little bit better about things. What a schedule we have for Saturday in college basketball. Obviously, big story. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Is the 2 o'clock showdown tomorrow between Oklahoma and UCF. We'll hear from Porter Moser after the break. Also, you heard from Peyton Verholst earlier. The OU women are in Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State at four. But up and down the top 25, Josh, there is just great games all day. At one o'clock, Texas takes on TCU down in Fort Worth. Houston is in Lawrence against Kansas. Well, obviously, at three o'clock. Um, how about my mighty Golden Hurricane? Winners of back-to-back games. Going on the in conference play for the first time in three years, going on the road to take on Florida Atlantic. Oh, ho hum! Duke and North Carolina play tomorrow night. Iowa State's at Baylor. Tennessee is at Kentucky, and don't sleep on Mississippi State. They're at Alabama. Pretty salty day of hoops tomorrow. I love it. Let's kick back and enjoy. And there's no football on a Saturday, right? Well, I, I'm sorry. You get the Senior Bowl. You get the Senior Bowl. But good opportunity for hoops to take center stage. Let's pay off big story number one when we come back. We did not just do a 38-minute top five stories today, so you know. Peyton Verholst kind of gave us a little bit of a sneak peek at big story number one, talking about Oklahoma's trip to Stillwater to take on the Cowgirls tomorrow at 4 o'clock. When we come back, let's talk about OU's men and their matchup with UCF right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, Riverwind Casino, that's where we're hanging on a Friday. Steelman is already here. Let's go. Uh, learn about the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash for cash. The $32,000 Lunar New Year, the luck of the dragon. All those great events have started. You can win hot seat drawings, too. 
and Scotty McCreary is coming to the Riverwind Casino Showplace Theater along with Chelsea Handler, who was just announced on May 3rd. Okay, we got breaking news, but before we get there, let's hit big story number one in depth. Oklahoma gets set for UCF tomorrow on the men's side. Porter Moser talked about what he's seen from this team since the Kansas State win and what really kind of clicked in Manhattan. Just from the jump, from the jump, the way they defended and uh, for the whole the whole game. And they were just completely locked in, played with such a, an urgency for 40 minutes. And um, it's something I always I told them, you know, when after you lose, I said, you know, that loss does not have to define you, but it can change you. And I, they really... The leadership that Milos and Javion had. Javion had his bounce back. Mm-hmm. He looked more, and I, I spent some time with him one-on-one watching tape individually, just trying to help him get his confidence back. I showed him highlights of earlier games this year against USC and Providence and Iowa State where he was just really good, and he, I just felt like he had his confidence back. He looked like he had his movement back against Kansas State, and it was just a much-needed Man, much-needed road win. Let's stay with JV. Yep. Um, you can find that full interview with Porter from last night's Sooner Sports Talk on the Sooner Sports Podcast right now, OU and UCF tomorrow. UCF, like have so many teams in college basketball, has been a completely different team at home than they have been on the road, 2 o'clock with a tip. All right, Josh, a little breaking news. And who brings us our breaking news on the ref? Oh, this breaking news report brought to you by Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. According to, well, I mean, they've sent out a release on it. The Big Ten and the SEC are creating a joint advisory group of presidents and ADs in an urgent mission to find solutions and steer college sports into the future. Greg Sankey told Yahoo Sports, quote, pressures are mounting. We are not going to be status quo. Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti, along with Greg Sankey, said that the Big Ten SEC venture is not a move toward an NCAA breakaway. They remain part of both the NCAA governance and competition, but simply, quote, we want to see a healthy national organization now as we have learned josh helmer there is nothing that people involved with college sports love more than a committee or a subcommittee or a group or a subgroup or a joint task force love these kind of things but it's kind of a nameless joint effort right now But it also shows the two most powerful entities in college sports working together to try to craft what the future is going to look like. I don't have any other information than that, but in the Pete Thamel story, he writes, they're tasked with tackling the most pressing challenges before the industry in what both the Big Ten and SEC commissioners describe as an urgent mission to find solutions, such as ongoing antitrust lawsuits, and notably the multi-billion dollar house case, disagreements over the new governance proposal, 
Project D1 and the unsettled landscape of athlete transfer movement, tampering charges, and NIL inducements. I mean, I mean, I I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound negative, but isn't it just like saying, "Hey, yeah, we're 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 going to do something," and that all this is? Am I being too glass half? Hey, thanks for letting us know you acknowledge there's a problem. Maybe it's the big deal that it's the Big Ten and the SEC working together, right? That's what it is, and I do think it's uh, the first step to these leagues breaking away. They said it's not, but it is. I got to tell you something, man. I I can't wait to see how this works together because, as we have learned, conferences trying to work together doesn't always work out all that well. Unless, right? of course, you are the – two biggest financial brokers of the sport and essentially you can turn this thing into an effective monopoly Mm. there you go breaking news as of this hour the big 10 and the sec are going to work together to try to shape and craft the future of college sports not college football not college football college sports when we come back our primrose funeral services final thoughts will allow us one last look through the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line as we get set to hand the baton off to the steel man right here at Riverwind Casino on the ref. All right, so our final thoughts, as always, are brought to you by Primrose Funeral Services. Primrose Funeral Services. Our PrimroseFuneralService.com. Pre-plan your memorial. Not anything fun to think about, but... Take the stress away from your family. Call them today. They can take care of you. 405-321-6000. Real quick, I know that this isn't a tax, but Josh, big plans? You got anything going on this weekend? What do I have going on this weekend? (laughs) Probably just uh, a little bit of work. We've got the Gimme Zone coming up uh, tomorrow. First episode tomorrow morning. That'll be at 8, so folks can tune in for that. And then some riding, some basketball. And, uh, yeah, Sunday probably, you know, brunch and this and that. But what about you, man? I'm going to watch a lot of basketball. I have a lot of work to do. You know, I'm trying to my, – uh, my Ford Edge that doesn't run, I'm going to try to sell it. I don't know who would want a car that doesn't run. Yeah, but that's, that's I've challenging. Got a Ford, <laughs> I've got a Ford Edge that I'm going to try to sell this week, and it's a 2011. On a positive side, it has a brand-new front windshield and essentially – Four new tires. So mad at myself. But, yeah, I am uh, – I ask because I'm just – are you a senior bowl watcher or do you not care? Uh, I could be interested, sure. Okay. I think I'm in on the senior bowl this weekend. Andrew Rame's drawing some rave reviews, people. Rave reviews for one Andrew Rame. And he's always been it's... high up on boards. Always. They love his athletic ability. Okay, uh, quickly – some of the texts. Sooner Judy has asked this quite a bit, and I feel like I need to answer it just to help ease her concerns. She writes, at the new Loves Field, will there be opportunities for a home run village since everything is sold out already? Judy, the answer is yes. Absolutely. In fact, Coach Gasso mentioned that during the coach's luncheon on Wednesday. So good news there. There is going to be an opportunity for you. Not just you, Judy, but you. 
to go celebrate with the Sooners in Home Run Village. Uh, Mark from Enid. ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12's agreement worked out great for Florida State's playoff hopes by not wanting the 12 team. Yeah, the alliances always work out great. Well, this is different. It's two that seem to have a pretty solid future set, right? There's no battling or quabbles over TV deals. So this, I don't know why. I'm usually someone that pushes back really, really hard against something like this. But for some reason, Josh, I don't know. This seems to have a little bit of a different feel to it. Maybe it's the timing, right? The timing, the situation, the TV deals that have gotten inked. And this is what we've talked about, that it could wind up with the SEC and the Big Ten sort of breaking off and doing their own thing. And this, if that's going to happen, this would have been the first domino that, well, if you want to say the TV deals, right, but the first collaborative domino between the two. That's right. And then Brazilian Sooner, it's almost like he was seeing the future when he set the, uh, when he sent this. He writes, not even pretending to understand the logic of what rules are today in college football. It is clear, though, they do not exist. Until we have clear guidelines and a true enforcer of the law, this madness will continue. Seems eerily similar to society today. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't that from Don't Be a Menace to South Central while sipping your juice in the hood? Well, they would come on and they would yell, message? Message? Brazilian Sooner adding a message to the end of the show. Well, Josh, whatever it is that keeps you busy this week and enjoy it, Where's the Caitlin Clark train off to? The Caitlin Clark train is off to Maryland, and uh, it's getting Ooh. the primetime uh, Fox Hoops treatment, so it should be good. Oh, my goodness. I will. There's certain people in my life that I just I never understand why people hate on them. Baker Mayfield, number one. Caitlin Clark, number two. Like, what she's doing is amazing. Why in the, who talked about Iowa basketball Look, before then? If they love you, <laughs> there's going to be people that hate you. Yeah, that's true. All right, dude, have a great weekend. Steelman's waiting to, to take over here at Riverwind Casino. Thanks to Justin and his awesome crew for hosting us. Steelman's here until 2, then Teddy's coming in at 3 this afternoon. Have a great weekend. We'll be back to recap a couple Sooner Road wins on Monday right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.